It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome. It's another edition of the official Waiting for Next Year podcast brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network. Joe, Josh and Joe, me being Josh, are back with another edition of the Instant Insights Browns podcast edition. Unfortunately, for the first time in three three weeks, four weeks, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about a loss. Browns lost 47-42 in LA to the Chargers in a high-scoring game that you'd think that since they put up 42 points and lost, you'd blame the defense. But I think most of the blame goes on the offense. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. What do you well no no let me well yeah. the offense and the punter Jamie Gillian um, and, oh and, and, I, and the officials but yes yeah and the officials we'll get into that too and we're yeah. live if you're catching if you're watching us live we're live on Facebook Twitter YouTube if you're listening to us tomorrow morning or at any point during the week thank you uh, where you can t- catch us on any Apple podcast Spotify anywhere you listen to your podcast we're there so Joe. What are your thoughts following the loss? Yeah, uh, it was it was rough, man. This is one of the most painful losses of the last couple of years. Um, it just they gave really? it away. It was, yeah, it really was. It was. It reminded me of that uh, Raiders game a few years back where uh, they spotted the ball and uh, the refs kind of blew the game for them. But yeah, that's not here or there. But um, yeah, it was it was a rough one. Um, it was a game they should have won. They had it, and uh, they didn't finish again. And that's uh, that's something that they need to work on. They have uh, two losses this year to two of the top teams in the AFC, and they lost both of them because they couldn't finish. Yes, uh, the uh, officiating affected it a lot. Uh, they kind of screwed them over uh, with that DPI uh, uh, pass interference, but good teams can overcome that and they just didn't do it. They, uh, some of the decisions by Stefanski late in the game, I thought was very questionable. And I think, uh, he was out coached today, uh, by a really good coach on the other side. It, it wasn't a good performance, uh, late in this game. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to defense. I, I don't really have a problem with, they were, they were shredded with injuries and, uh, there's not much to, uh, much, much you can expect with that many injuries against this uh, great offense on the Chargers. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a rough loss, but we move on and uh, hope for uh, a better game next week. Yeah, to be honest, I had the Browns starting three and two this year, and I had them losing this game. But like you said, they're two losses. I don't know if it's like a good thing that they should have won both. Like if. They could finish. I know that's easy to say. Like, if you could just finish in the fourth quarter, you'd win. But the Browns could easily be 5-0 and right now. I don't know yeah. if that's, like, a good thing that they should be 5-0, and but they're not, and they're 3-2. and But I think it says a lot about this team as well. If they can just learn how to close a game out, yep. you're 5-0. and Yeah, yeah, it, it, it definitely. It's 
it's showing these two game these two losses it's showing that they're in the ballpark they're they're right with these these top teams but they're not quite there yet because they're not finishing they're not finishing the deal finishing the win um they had multiple chances today to kind of end it um even after the defensive pass interference um they could have they could have stopped them still defense let them in um and then the offense they just had a chance to really ice the game and they 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 did not uh the play calling was i thought was pretty bad uh, especially on third down and then uh just the execution wasn't very good either so it was yeah it was just not a not a good finish and we saw that in week one so it's something they need to they need to get get fixed if they want to be the considered a super bowl contender yeah, this is the first game in the Stefanski era where I have legitimately questioned Kevin Stefanski's play calling. I think after that defensive panel or defensive pass interference, that was not a defensive pass interference on the Browns, and we can discuss that for hours on end if we want. I'm sure Twitter was just a great. I think I'm sure it was just f- really fun scrolling through Twitter after that because I'm sure Browns fans were just very, very, very angry, and it's easy to blame the refs. But it was almost like the team got flustered. I don't know if it was Stefanski. Like, that three-play sequence following that penalty, it was like Stefanski just, like, was running all the – it was weird. It was like the team, like, not gave up, but they were just super flustered. Yeah, it was – yeah, I – one of the things I, I think Stefanski really needs to work on is he, he gets way too conservative late in the game when they're in the lead. I don't know why. I know obviously you're not going to do the same play calls as when you're when you're behind or when you're just the beginning of the game. Um, but you you can't just take your your foot off the gas. Um, and I think he did that again this week. And it just gets the offense out of out of uh, out of whack. And they never really could uh, get back going, uh, especially in the late in the last two drives. They're they're. A tad lucky, actually, that uh, Najoku had that great uh, touchdown run at the end of the game because I'm not sure uh, they could uh, they they were going to be able to score there or be successful because they just didn't look the same in the second half. Um, and it's something to work on. Stavansky just needs to they need to learn that not to be too conservative and just keep going because uh, that's how you let teams back in the game. And they, and they let them back in the game pretty quickly. They, they deleted that 14 point deficit pretty quickly and uh, they can't do that. Good teams don't let that up. Good teams. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, but yeah, the Browns are a good team. They're certainly not a great team mm-hmm. yet. They can, they easily can be. They had the all the weapons to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah. They just need to learn how to finish. I mean, mm-hmm. L.A. and Kansas City are two of the best teams. Well, L.A. Chargers and Kansas City are two of the best teams in the conference by far. Mm-hmm. And they just need to learn to finish on the road. I mean, I, yeah. I it would be interesting to see how these games would have finished if they were in First Energy Stadium. That's true. Yeah, someone brought that up on Twitter. Yeah. It's definitely something to think about and uh, consider, but it's still, it's still there. You're like you're gonna, you're gonna be in the Super Bowl. You're gonna be on the road. You're gonna be, uh, you're gonna, you're not probably gonna get the number one seed all the time. You're, you're gonna be on the road, so you gotta finish wherever you are. And uh, great teams can get that done. Um, 
and we're just not there yet, but we're there's what how many games left? Quite a bit, <laughs> quite a bit left, and uh, we still have ways to go to uh, get better. And uh, and luckily, we have great coaches and players that can get to that position. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd, it's hard. If you would have told me that the Browns would score 42 points today in LA, I would have said that the Browns would win by two touchdowns. Especially with the way the defense has looked the last two weeks. But it's crazy that they if they dominated everything besides passing yards and penalties, I guess. Which I mean we can talk about penalties because one of them was like a bad 40 yarder. But everything besides passing yards and penalties, they absolutely dominated. Even time of possession, 36 and a half minutes to 23 and a half minutes. I mean, if you have the ball for 36 and a half minutes, you think that you're going to win the football game. Yeah, yeah. They, that, that was the success in the first half. They they held on the ball. They they controlled the game. And uh, it just, I, I don't know, it just seemed in the second half they weren't able to do what they did in the first half. And they didn't really control it as well uh, for a full quarter, for a full half. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's frustrating. It's uh, – you know, you're like there. It's like you're just right on the edge of just being that top team, and you're so close. But they they have uh, they have work to do to get to that that spot. But at least we're at that position to be at that point um, going forward. What what movie is it where they're like so close but yet so far away? I feel like oh. that that is yeah. like the perfect. I feel mm-hmm. like we're so close. But then a game like this happens, and it feels so far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, that's a that might be a perfect quote. Um, they just they have to learn that these things. These are going to be learning experiences. These these uh, two losses, um, they they got to figure it out, and hopefully they do. And I think it's it's the whole team too. It's not like just one unit kind of let them down today. Um, like the coaching staff could have been better. The offense definitely could have been better. Defense could have been better. And then special teams could have been a lot better too. So whole team effort that needs to get better. And uh, and we'll see if they can do it. All right, by special teams, do you mean the punter <laughs> or do you mean all special teams? Oh, yeah. Uh, I know we have a, a lot of Jamie Gillum fans out there. Um, I'm sorry, but that, that he needs to go. <laughs> I, I don't think we can keep him anymore. Sorry. I know my sister likes him, but uh, <laughs> he uh, he needs to go. It's uh, He's just not cutting out. He pretty much gave the Chargers the, the lead in the late in the game with that just terrible punt. It pretty much gave him the ball at 50-yard line. And uh, the defense was just – it was gassed at that point with all those injuries and stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't pretty – um they need to they need to they need to find some replacements they they've done what how many times the kicker has been there's we've seen tryouts with kicker they they need to do a punter i literally think there's been a tryout at least one tryout per season for the kicker ever since phil dawson left yeah yeah and uh they need to do a, a tryout for uh punter because this is it's not cutting it Gillen, he's he's really killing the team. He's not putting he's not putting the def, the opposing offense in any sort of bad positioning. 
Um, it, it's just it's just not good when you see, especially when you see like the opposing punter, they can like they're at like the other twenty and they can kick it all the way to the other twenty or put them down there, and then you see ours and he was on. Think what were they like fifteen yard line or so, and he kicked it like they and they got field position at the fifty. So that's just that's not gonna cut it. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry to say, but he needs to go. It was it would be something that I'd never say to his face because he'd probably punch me, <laughs> given that his arms are bigger than my head. But yeah, I mean, Jamie Gillian, if you want to compete for a Super Bowl, you can't have a punter that does this. No. I I even looked it up before heading into today. He has 15 punts that average 41.8 yards per punt. That is 31st out of 32 in the NFL. That cannot happen. No. Yeah. It's uh, It's been an ongoing problem, too. It's not like it's just starting this year. He was terrible last year. So it's just continuing. We haven't seen him good since year one. And uh, sorry. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> You haven't been good over a season now. It's time to uh, cut bait and uh, find some other options because I, I really, at this point, I don't know what could be worse right now. There, I don't know how many options could be worse. Me and you. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Like getting a non-punter, maybe putting a kicker out there. but It would be because uh, like, usually you can go like see who the kickers are that are out there that are still decent as free agents. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's not like a free agent no. hunting database no usually yeah usually punters stay around on their team for quite a while and uh there's now when when they're out of the league they're out of the league for a reason <laughs> there's gotta be one of the colquits have to be a free agent and have to still be wanting to play in the NFL. there's like four thousand of them it's like the boses it seems like it's like never ending <laughs> that's true uh i think one of the colquits is on a team but uh i don't know about the other ones we'll see <laughs> so yeah Offense, they put up 42 points, but you could easily. It's still so weird to blame the offense for this loss, even though they know, gave up, right? or they not gave up 42 points, they scored 42 points. Right. If you score 42 points in the NFL, you're winning 99.9% of the time. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not saying that I'm disappointed in Baker. He, as you can see at the bottom, 23 of 32, 305 yards, two touchdowns. That's good, especially when yeah. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt dominate like they did. Mm-hmm. But him not being able to put a finishing drive together like he couldn't do in Kansas City. I, everyone on Twitter, I'm sure, was like, Baker, go earn your money. Baker, go earn millions mm-hmm. on this con- on your next extension. Just go down there and win a game for the Browns, and he couldn't do it yeah. again. I think yeah. that. That has to be talked, and it will be talked about a lot, I'm sure. I made the mistake of listening to Sports Talk Radio last week, and it was <laughs> Baker, 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 That's Baker, and Baker. So I can't I, – I can only imagine how it's going to be this week after a loss and how and how they lost. But, yeah, it's just – it's one of those things where it's like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. and I'm, <laughs> I loved how Baker played. Yeah. He did what he had to do except for the final drive. It, that's that's perfectly said yeah he had a really good game for most of the game and uh it just he didn't finish just like the rest of the team they just didn't finish that last drive last two drives actually they just it wasn't it wasn't good at all they the especially in the in the final drive they 
his passes just seem, especially in the last, what, three, I think it was, they they pretty much were just like Hail Marys. Like, they didn't even try. It was, they they went from, like, dinking and dunking, wasting, what, like, 50 seconds or so to just all out run down the field, hope for a defensive penalty. It was, it was, it was just a bad sequence. Um, I don't know what, I don't know. I have to see the full field to see if the play call kind of affected it or not, but um, just the, the execution was bad. And, and they, we've seen that uh, in the last loss too. And he didn't, he wasn't able to get that final drive. So he's, he's got to finish the game and he's got to show that he can do these final drives to win the game because sometimes the run game can't do it for you. I think sometimes it's all on your shoulders and you have the playmakers on this team and they just didn't, uh, they didn't execute and he didn't execute. Um, it's, it's frustrating because he had a really good game. I, w- I wanted to come on here and say, wow, this, what a comeback from, what a return! What a return from last week! He was night and day better. Um, but then, just the last two drives just kind of put your put a little uh, bad taste in your mouth. But um, it, like uh, every other part of this team, there's room to grow, room to time to grow, and uh, we'll see if it gets better. But yeah, it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't pretty to finish that game. There's room to go, grow and time to grow. But, but we play Arizona next week. So yeah, they have Arizona. <laughs> Luckily, it's at home. Yeah, Luckily, it's at home. Arizona is undefeated, and they looked unstoppable through the first four games. But they won seventeen ten today uh, against San Fran. I don't know if it was at home or away. I I don't know, but it's a very winnable game, obviously, especially at home. It'll be interesting to see how this team bounces back. Yeah. Luckily, like I said, it's a it's a home game. It's a lot easier to bounce back at home than it is on the road. It's a four twenty five start, which will be different, given that it's in Cleveland. It's four twenty five start. Mm-hmm. It'll just be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, you have an undefeated team coming to town. You can go four and two, or you can drop to three and three. And that, I mean, it's one game, but the difference between four and two and three and three that seems like a huge difference. It really is, yeah. Especially especially in the division, uh, the Bengals kind of choked it away today, but they, they looked okay. And, uh, the Baltimore, we already know how good they are. Um, it, it, yeah, three and three is going to be a, a, a lot different look to this team. Um, you, and you just want to, you want to see them actually go out there and beat a good team like they should. They, they need to show it. Like last year we saw a couple of those wins. We saw a Titans, Tennessee, uh, I think they beat Indianapolis early on in the season. They beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs, but there weren't a lot of them. And I, I just so far this season they haven't beat a great team or like a top team yet. And uh, they're going to get a good uh, a good team next week, and they they need to take home this win. It's on the road. They're traveling all the way across country. Um, the advantages towards you is on you. So um, they got to take care of business. They can't, they can't just keep beating the bad teams and uh, sneaking into the playoffs. They gotta, they gotta show that they can, uh, they can really finish these games and beat good teams. Man, you saying they can't just beat bad teams and sneak into the playoffs? Honestly, I feel like. <laughs> 
if they can find a way to get into the playoffs, I'll take it. But you are correct. I mean, yeah. this year, any other year, we'd be like, oh, heck yeah, just make the playoffs. Yeah, right. Last this year, year though, it would be disappointing. I'll be honest. It would be disappointing if they barely make the playoffs and lose in round one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is where we're at. As the expectations coming off of last season, the talent on this roster – we should expect more. We shouldn't expect them just to ease through or just to squeak through and hope for a, hope for a, like a one win one win in the playoffs. This is this team has the talent to be a Super Bowl contender, and they need to show it. And uh, winning winning just against bad teams and sneaking through is not how you do it. And, and they know. I think they know. Uh, Baker after this game, he talked about how it wasn't. Um, he, he thought the f- offense was sufficient, but they didn't finish and they didn't, they didn't win the game. So they know what they have to do. Um, but yeah, they have to do it. They have to go out and do it. All right. Before we move on to the defense, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. Yet again, a non-factor. I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if it's, I don't know. But it was crazy, even like late in the game, where you think that he could like make a play or two, especially on that final drive, even if it's like five, ten yards down the field, it's a post or a hitch or something. He was a non-factor again. He, I think he had. Let's see, look at the back score quick. Maybe he had catches, two catches, two catches, twenty yards, three targets. Yeah. OBJ, yeah, I, we all know he's not the OBJ of old. We know that, but. He needs to do something more than that. I don't know. I don't know if I should. And I'm not blaming chemistry. I'm not one of those guys. Okay, good. <laughs> but I don't know if we should blame Baker for that. Like, is Od- I? I obviously we haven't watched it all 22 yet. I don't know if Odell's getting open and he's not getting in the ball, or if he's just not getting open. But there yeah. seems to be an OBJ problem once again. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Today, I, yeah, obviously we have to watch the full field, but. Um... Yeah, it didn't. He didn't seem like he was. He, I didn't really notice him a lot um, on the field. I think. I wonder. I want to see the snap uh, distribution today. It seemed like he was out a little bit more than usual uh, compared to like last week, at least. Um, so I don't know if that if something changed with that. Um, I have to say, Donovan Peoples Jones played really well. Um, yes, uh, absolutely. David David Njoku obviously had a huge game. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was very, uh, kind of weird. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he was not open or what, uh, we'll have to see later on in the week when the film comes out, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it might be unfair. Um, but the questions are still going to be out there when, when this happens, the talent of both these players and it just not working so far. Um, I think Jake Burns of uh, OBR uh, said it. it. He has no, like, it's just something wrong. Like, we don't know. Like, there's just something off. Um, there's, it's just weird. There, It doesn't, like, neither player is, like, playing, well, last week Baker played bad. But OBJ was great last week. He got open. But they just didn't connect. And this week, I, I'm not sure yet, but we'll see. Um, it's just it's just weird. <laughs> this this combination is just weird, and uh, I don't know what's going on. And, and the questions are going to continue to go, keep getting brought up uh, if this uh, if we don't see them like the, like we did today. It's it's weird. 
even on that final drive where Baker yeah. went deep twice, one of which was a Hail Mary, nothing OBJ. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. maybe on the Hail Mary, maybe that was designed like that to keep OBJ on the one side by himself. So maybe he takes two defenders. But I mean, when you have an X factor like OBJ or maybe like OBJ used to be, you'd think that he would be involved somehow when you need a touchdown, especially a long touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say he is drawing coverages still. So that is good to see. It's, it's, a, it's helping the rest of the offense. Man, progress. Yeah. OBJ's. Drawing coverage. That's how far we've fallen, baby. Yeah, but it's it's just weird. I, I don't have any answers to it, man, right now. I last week I thought it was all on Baker, but this week I have no idea. <laughs> I before we see the film and all that, I, I had no idea. I don't know what I I'm out of I'm out of any solution. I I just don't know what like especially on that what that short yardage that he dropped. I, like that's easy, right? Right to his hands and dropped it i don't i don't know i just can't i can't figure it out man all right so that's enough of the offense defense i know it's still weird to say that they gave up 47 points but they played well i think as a unit maybe they didn't play well but there were a couple of guys that played really well one of which was greedy one of which i wait who was that was a pass interference was on aj green correct who did yeah, play right. really well yeah he played well yeah that was on him yeah, well, it was actually was not on him, but they called it nothing like him. nothing like getting your jersey pulled by the wide receiver <laughs> and you getting called to the defensive ass interference. That's gotta be the worst feeling as a DB. <laughs> I did <laughs> I did everything right and they 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 passed the for interfered with me and I still got the <laughs> not only that, but the referees didn't even call it on the right guy. They called on Grant Zelpit, who wasn't even part of the play. <laughs> Yeah, like, it was late Reese, too. What are you doing? Oh yeah, it, it was, was super late, late too. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I hate being a blame referee guy, mm-hmm. but that was the turning point. That was of the a game. killer. It really was. It was a killer. That was third down, wasn't it? So it would have been a punt instead. Fourth down. That was fourth down. Was it fourth it was, down? It was, yeah, it would have been yeah, a turnover on downs. Yeah, oh, it would have been a turnover on downs. It was. It was terrible. Yeah. It's nothing uh, like getting a Christmas present in October. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's it was a crushing. Yeah, that was there was a lot of things to blame. Uh the penalty may have been the biggest one, but um obviously there was time afterwards that they didn't get it done. So there it's it's frustrating. It's it's you wanna blame the refs because and you can. But I, they still had a chance to win, and that's why. That's why I kind of get still. I I still get these people on Twitter. I know, I need to stop. But uh, they they keep just blaming the run. Like they still had a chance to win. They still had a chance to finish this game, and they didn't. And I, that's all you're gonna. Yeah, it's one play out of however many they ran today. Right. It was a lot. It was what? Um, it was like eight minutes left, right? Or seven? But something like that. But maybe for the first time in my life, I will side with some people on Twitter and say that not only, so the Browns would have not only had the momentum, but they Mm -hmm. had the ball and the lead. Instead, chargers get Mm -hmm. the momentum. They get a touchdown. They get the lead. It's just like one play out of however many they ran today, but that is literally game changing. And Mm -hmm. it's just one bad call. It's just crazy how the referees put themselves in that situation. I know. 
Because not only should it have not only not gone against the Browns, but it should have went against the Chargers. It's not like it was a non-call that was called on the Browns. It was literally a penalty on the Chargers that they called on the Browns. Yeah. It's it's crazy because my dad's a ref for was a ref. Um, it's he's always thought if you don't see it, you don't call it. And obviously they did not see it because there's nothing there. So I don't know what these refs are doing. Um, but you just can't you can't call something that's not there. And I, I don't know how that continues to happen in this league. Um, it's frustrating. It's one of those things. It's like injuries before the season. You don't really take into account these things, but man, they they can really affect your season, and it affected them today because it was pretty much a. I I, I couldn't say it was definitely a win, but it would uh, the probability. You know those graphs that you see. The probability would probably have been pretty damn high if you. We call <laughs> those analytics. Yeah, I know people don't like that word, but it's called analytics. And yeah. Joe's right. The probability and percentage that the Browns win that game drastically changes on that one call. Yeah. Because yeah. not only, okay, so the Browns would have declined it, but then they get the ball, and then you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, eight minutes left, mm-hmm. with the ball and the lead. Mm-hmm. The Chargers yeah, proved all game that you they literally couldn't stop the, that tandem. No. I, like I said, I hate being a Blaine refs guy, especially in a 47-42 loss. But that one single bad call is... Yeah, I hope it's not something that changes. I know, right? Oh, God, playoff seeding. I hope the Browns <laughs> don't miss out on like the two seed or something because of one loss. Because that, right? It, I don't know. It's it's bad. All right, but yeah, yeah. I'm the, more talk. Greedy Williams, another solid solid game. Yeah, he was yeah. matched up against Keenan. I know he gave up a couple easy completions, but it is what it is. I mean, Greedy Williams is technically this team's third best cornerback, and he was with Denzel Ward going down in the first quarter. He's he was thrown in CB1. Yeah, because Grant, Grant Newsom was already out. AJ Green thrown into the fire, just like played Greedy. Right. Yeah. Played, well, played well, minus that non existent defensive pass interference. <laughs> um, JOK, he played decent. Played well. He didn't play really well like he did so far this season, but hey, if he's a rookie, I'll take a decent game. Miles Garrett didn't make too many impacting plays, but he did have he was three held quarterbacks. all day, by the way. Yeah, well, they don't. There's no <laughs> such is, thing as holding. Yeah. There's no such thing as holding on Miles Garrett. Yeah, no. Oh my god, the he play had three he quarterback got <laughs> The play he got hurt. He got held, but. Yeah, it's a, I don't know if there's like a, like a referee thing where like they literally don't call holds <laughs> against number ninety five on the Browns or what? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it, like I said multiple times, it's crazy that we are blaming the offense in a forty seven forty two loss, <laughs> but we yeah. are, especially with the inner injuries defensively. Yeah, yeah, the injuries and uh, a lot of the a lot of them uh, on the defense was more miscommunication. A lot of it like that wide open one downfield uh, for the touchdown. Uh, there was multiple, actually, two. There weren't many times where they just got beat by just talent or they they made mistakes. Um, and that happens when you're putting so many people in and out of the lineup. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, they weren't good, but uh, they – they gave them a chance to win. Still, they they had a couple of big stops when the offense stalled early on in the in the in the game, and then uh, late in the game. And it's uh, yeah, it was frustrating to not have everybody out there because I, I think 
with a full lineup, this this would have been an easy win, really. I thought because Clowney, I thought the loss of Clowney was really killer because the Browns pretty much only had two edge rushers that were kind of productive today. Um, Tack did well, uh, but he played a lot, and they just didn't have anyone behind him. Um, usually when, when they had the three, you can rotate them and keep them fresh, and they weren't able to do that today. So, And then he affected uh, their, their run game. They had a lot more success. if uh, They wouldn't have had as good of success without uh, with Jadavion in there because he's so good against that. But, yeah, that was uh, – it was, it was frustrating to see them. They were battling. They were fighting. Um, but they, they were – Sort of like last year, they were kind of outmanned late in the game. Uh, they were gassed. They were on the field quite often in the second half, and uh, they were uh, losing guys left and right. Uh, one, I think, couple of, couple uh, situations where there was injuries on like back to back to back plays. It was, it was bad. Yeah, the one one person would go in the injury tent, and then the other one would follow, and it was yeah, it was not good. Um, hopefully, Denzel's all right. But uh, I think they're all getting MRIs who got injured today. So we'll see what's going on. Yeah, there was a play in the first quarter where literally Denzel Ward went out and then JOK went out in the next play. And then the following play after that, it was a wide Brady. open guy for touchdown. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, yeah. I mean, it was all just, it's yeah, so it was injuries certainly played a part in today. The referee mm-hmm. certainly played a part in today, but great teams still find a way to win. So the mm-hmm. Browns still need to prove that they're a great team. They're a good team. Yeah. They're a really good team. They really need good. to be a great team. Yeah. Yep. That's. I think that's where we're at. I think we're both in agreement. It's just finishing and uh, beating these good teams, even when uh, things don't go your way. Um, that's that's my biggest drawback or draw away from this game. I the rough obviously calling that penalty that like just killed them, but good teams can rebound from that. And they had a chance. They had two chances to rebound from that, and they didn't do it. And actually, more than two chances, probably, if defense could have stopped them there. Uh, it's uh, it's frustrating. Um, they had so many chances to do it, and uh, they just didn't pull it out. And good teams will, and they'll still have the chance to fix that. But it's uh, it was a frustrating loss, one of the, one of the more frustrating ones I've witnessed uh, lately. Yeah, lot. Yeah, three. I. It's still the way they lost. Like I said earlier, the way they lost is why I'm bummed out. But I will take three and two, going into the cart a game with the Cardinals, undefeated Cardinals at home. Next week is gonna tell a lot. Not only because it's against an undefeated team, but with the way the Browns bounce back. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. teams find a way to bounce back. I mean, look at Tampa Bay. They still got the win last weekend in New England, but they struggled in Tom Brady's return in New England. And if you watched anything on Sports Center last week, you would know that Tom Brady returned to New England last Sunday night. It was probably <laughs> literally every other word that was said on Sports Center. But they came back today and absolutely dominated. I mean, it was a much yeah. lesser opponent, but they dominated. So mm-hmm. next week, I think, will tell us a lot about this team on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. And hey, it's a home game against an undefeated team. Take care of business, and you're four and two. Yeah, and I'll take four and two through six weeks of the season. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, the game is there. It's uh, the season is still. It's 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 right there where they want them. Uh, four and two is what I think a lot of people predicted after uh, six games, and uh, 
they can get uh, if they can get the the fourth win here, it's it's going to be huge for the rest of the season because I think it uh, the season doesn't get easier, but it, it kind of lightens up a little bit uh, in the next few games after that. So um, we'll see. Um, I I still there's a lot of a lot of stuff to take out of this game that's positive. Um, I thought the comeback from Baker, the, the rebound from Baker was great. The run game looked amazing again. Ninjoku looked amazing. That was his, one of his best games of his career, uh, showcasing that he should be the uh, future number one tight end on this team. Um, wow, hot take. <laughs> but I'll, I yes, he should. <laughs> he should be the future. He won. He maybe should be, but I think I mean we're humans. Stefanski knows that Austin Hooper, when he came to Cleveland last offseason, was the highest paid tight end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it'll be hard to not make him tight end number one. But I mean, it, what's nice though is that we're able to discuss this because Darren right. Joku has looked so good this year. Yeah. Blocking, he, he's been the best blocker on the team as a tight end. It is, it's amazing how much he's come back from his rookie season where he was kind of. Pretty much a, uh, a liability on blocking, and he, he he has become a really good one. Um, so yeah, he's he's a he's a really true all around tight end right now, and uh, I would love to keep him around for the future. I think that should be one of the top priorities this off season um, is uh, inking him for a long term deal. And luckily, I know he asked for a trade last offseason, but I think there was yeah. a report out just before the season or just when the season started yeah. that he wants to stay in Cleveland long term. Yeah. It'll just be interesting to see how much money he wants because you can't invest right. a ton of money in yeah. the tight end room. And you already gave Austin Hooper a bunch of money. So, yeah, I would love to keep him around. I know it's not something that we should really be focusing on six <laughs> weeks into the season. Yeah. But David Njoku is a playmaker when he can catch the ball. And as he proved today, he caught the ball and he made plays. Yeah, yeah he made so, plays. Yeah, and I just looked at the schedule. Browns have three straight home games. Cardinals, Broncos, Steelers. It's uh, 4-0, 4-0-5 next weekend. <laughs> Broncos, Thursday night. Broncos look bad today. They started off 3-0, but it was against three 0-9 teams. Yeah, they look bad today in Pittsburgh. Today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then again, it's a Thursday night. It could easily yeah. be a toss-up. And then the but Steelers. It is, it at is home. positive that it's at home. So because yeah. road road Thursday night teams are uh, that's always a struggle, especially for West Coast teams. Yes, and then you have the Steelers on Chris or on Christmas. Wow, <laughs> on Halloween. So it's Broncos. Um, it's the Cardinals. Undefeated Cardinals. Broncos. Steelers. If they could mm-hmm. find a way, I don't want to get my hopes up, but if they can <laughs> find a way to beat the Cardinals, they could easily win three straight going into a game at Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely a uh I think it's a turning it's a uh, it's definitely a game that could be a turning point in the season. It could uh obviously it's not going to be uh, end all be all if, if they lose or win or whatever, but it's definitely going to be a, a big time uh showcase of what they have, what they can do against uh, a top team and uh it can be really a, a kind of a boost going forward in the next 3 4 games um off of that. Um, they can make a really big run here. Um, yeah, there's still it's it would it would be a huge. It's just going to be. A, I think it's a one of a really a big game next week. It's it's going to be a fun game because all offenses are 
both offenses are really good. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. I can't wait. Um, I want to see how they try to defend Kyler Murphy Murray because um, he is a uh, he is tough to handle right now, and uh, we'll see how they do. But yeah, I, I can't wait for next week. It's gonna be a really big game for the for the Browns this soon. Yes, it will be. Yeah, like you said. It won't be a be-all, end-all, but it could be a great turning point if they turn things around, be an undefeated team at home, take care of business. And I just want to disclaimer, before I could – you can't really see the photos of these comments, and I just want to know how LA Chargers fan found this. <laughs> found instance, Hello, Little Turkey 76. Little Turkey 76. He wasn't talking crap, though, so I said, hey, I'll, right. I'll future this comment, and then it's the LA yeah. Chargers picture. You're yeah. one of like the hundred LA Chargers fans, so congrats <laughs> to you. <laughs> hey, the the fans turned out today, man. That was that was pretty cool seeing all the Browns fans there. Um, I knew a couple people that were going to the game, so it was it was fun to see all those uh, Browns fans uh, at uh, SoFi Stadium. There, it was it was fun. Yeah, I actually knew like five people that were going to today's game. It's, yeah. It would have been interesting to see like a flight home from LA to Cleveland <laughs> tonight. It has oh to be literally God. all Browns. <laughs> yeah, pretty much anybody. If you knew anybody that lived in LA was going to the Browns game, too, it would seem true. like <laughs> true. All right, so the Browns lost forty-seven, forty-two. You can blame a lot, including the referees. The referees, mm-hmm. Kevin Stefanski, the offense, even though they scored forty-two points. The injuries going into next week, it's a huge game against the Cardinals. Hopefully, a lot of the guys that got hurt today will be back next week. I guess we'll find out this week. MRIs, etc. I mean, they're four and two. It's hard to it's hard to complain about a Browns team that's four and two. I would take four. Like I said earlier, right. I projected them. To, I projected them to be four and two after six weeks. It's just today was tough just because of the way it happened, not because yeah. of the result, just the way that the result happened. Yeah, so, it's just, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's just your, your higher expectations going forward and you just have a higher expectation of what they should be. Um, and they just didn't reach that today. So that's why it's more frustrating. Um, usually what last year, the year before we'd be like, Oh wow, we really played well against a good team and we're in it. And, um, but this year you gotta you gotta execute and beat these teams. Um, if you want to be considered the top team, um, you gotta win these games, win these uh, adversity, uh, get past the adversity, um, and they just didn't do that today. So that's why it's frustrating. And I just want to say that the Browns are three and two after five weeks, not four and two after six weeks. I know I said four and two. I'm just thinking ahead. Hey, hey, we're winning next week. I'm that's thinking. I'm thinking ahead. Uh, it, it, I'm like, yeah, I'm a week ahead here, obviously. But yeah, three and three after five weeks. Stone, don't you? It is, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> if they could, the problem is that they could easily, like we said, they could easily be I five know. and zero if they could finish a football game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. it is what it is. I don't want to be that guy. It is what it is. Bad yeah. calls happen, but it just stinks. Yeah. It, the thing that stinks is that it seems like all those bad, bad, bad calls happen to the Browns. <laughs> the, at least the ones that cr- are just crushing, just like the ones like in so bad timing. That just, like, like, tell like, me the really... last time Tom Brady's football team got a defensive pass interference <laughs> uh, call against them like that. Seriously, 
yeah, I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's it's frustrating, to say the least. Um, but we move on to Arizona, I guess. Anthony, I completely agree with you. Anthony Zanati says refs, refs gave it to him. There yeah. was eight minutes left. You could have said that the Browns had plenty of time to answer back. And I'm mm-hmm. not a referee, blame the referee guy. But that was a turning point in the game. Yeah. I just I just still I don't understand the third round run draw play on that second last drive. I know Stefanski wrote it or said afterwards that he didn't trust the offensive tackles to block well enough, but I, I just there's so many other things that you can do to alleviate the the pressure on them and uh, running the ball is just it just seemed like a surrender, <laughs> and and they were putting it in the hands of of a just a terrible kicker and, or a terrible punter and a defense just was worn down, injury ridden. It it wasn't I, it just wasn't I, that was one of the decisions that I just didn't understand was just fancy and. Uh, but just like the rest of the team, he get he can get better. He'll learn from it. He'll figure it out that we can't do that, and we'll move on. But yeah, I was uh, I was very hard on him during the game, and uh, a lot of people didn't like that. But sometimes you, it's to be a good team, you gotta you gotta be critical of the things that got you there. And Stefanski has got us here, but he still has to improve. He, he, today was not a good game. Joe, yes. I just want to say that a lot of people don't like a lot of things on Twitter. But yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, sometimes you got to be critical of of, uh, of of the top players. Like Baker was, uh, he didn't execute down the stretch. Kevin Stefanski has some questionable play calling late in the game, questionable decision making, um, and uh, the defense just wasn't good enough late in the game. It was. Uh, it's just. As we said, we keep saying it. They just need to learn to finish, um, and uh, that's that's the biggest takeaway I'm taking from today. It's it's they, they need to learn to they need to learn to uh, just overcome these adversity uh, situations, which they did. They 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 came back from that bad penalty. They overcame the the penalty to take the lead, but then they just gave it back, and they never were able to finish it off. So that's why I don't. I know the penalty. The penalty would have just sealed the game, pretty much. Probably, I would say. Um, but yes, it's just, yes, yes, yeah. yes, it would have. Yes. It would have sealed the game. But there were so many other chances that you could have got it done, and they just didn't. So, um, I'm guessing Stefanski will be hard on himself. I'm guessing Baker will be hard on himself. The defense will be. So, I'm expecting a, a good uh, comeback here next week. Um, because they showed they showed they came back uh, last week after a bad performance on offense, so I expect that to happen for the whole team next week. Well, I was just going to ask Joe for his final thoughts, but he just gave them to us. Mm-hmm. So the Browns are three and two after a heartbreaking loss in uh, LA to the Chargers, forty-seven forty-two. They have a great opportunity for a bounce back game next week at home against the undefeated Cardinals. I hope they just bounce back. Just come here, come back to Cleveland, take care of business, and no one will care about what happened in LA if you beat an undefeated yeah. Cardinals team in Cleveland. Yeah, I think I think we before the season, if we well, not before the season, I don't think anyone thought Arizona was this good, but 
in the after what the first three or four weeks, we thought if we take one of these games, that would be a huge win for them. So we're still in that position. We can still do it. Um, and if they can do it, then we'll be in a good position going into the next three or four games. Absolutely. Yeah. So those that follow us on or that are watching us live, thank you for following us on Facebook and Twitter or subscribing to our YouTube channel. For those listening to our podcast at some point, either tonight or tomorrow or any time throughout the week. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for subscribing to Waiting for Next Year on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and tell us tell us at Waiting for Next Year that Josh and Joe had the best podcast on the network. That would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, just say Josh and Joe had the best Waiting for Next Year podcast and it's really not even close. <laughs> yes. I agree. But yeah, thanks for watching us live. Thanks for listening to us later. We appreciate it. And the Browns are three and two. Come back home to Cleveland to host an undefeated Cardinals team next week at four oh five. Joe, I'm assuming you'll you're going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't wait. All right. So it'll be another waiting for next year after dark edition of the. It's gonna be after after Brown. after dark. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. So we'll see you hopefully talking about a win at like eight thirty next Sunday night. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully yeah. talking about a win. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. We appreciate it. Go Browns. See ya. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag... But let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.